A woman is suing a man for $10,000 after a bad date. U.S. troops in Germany are banned from alcohol. And the global lost luggage crisis mounts. These are the weird stories for Thursday on the Weird AF News Podcast, the only daily weird news podcast recorded inside a very hot and humid closet. I'm Jonesy, and you are you. Thank you for being with me. A woman sued a man after a bad date. This brings up a lot of questions. Should you be able to sue somebody if they didn't show you a good time? Uh, if that's the case, I might be sued by m- many women because uh, I'm a big letdown in general. <laughs> I'm okay on a first date, though, I have to admit. It's the other dates that uh, I kind of become a little disappointing. After you've heard all my jokes, you're like, now what's left? What's left? Okay, we have a Michigan woman in this story. She's had her lawsuit transferred out of court after she screamed at a judge for questioning her knowledge of the law when she decided to sue a man for taking her out on a bad date. This sounds appropriate. The kind of woman that would sue a man for taking her out on a bad date is the kind of woman who would scream at a judge. Uh, her name is Kashante Short. She filed a lawsuit against Mr. Richard Jordan, who was just trying to show her a good time, man, trying to romance her a little bit. I bet they met on a dating app, right? Let's find out. Uh, Kashante accuses this guy of intentional infliction of emotional stress caused by the date. Well, what happened on the date? Did he take her to Florida? Like, what did he do? I need to know what he did. Did he take her to his house and force her to listen to Lizzo's new album? What did he do? Take her to an Oakland A's game? Ah, there's so many things he could have done that would have been caused, would have caused infliction of emotional distress. Per the media, the legal documents allege that Richard intentionally hurt her feelings, hurt her feelings when he, quote, did not show up and left on her mother's birthday and her mom had just passed away. Wait, hold on. He didn't show up on one particular occasion occasion, and then showed up on another occasion. It was her mother's birthday. Her mother just passed away. Why are you going on a date with a guy that you barely know on your mother's birthday? That's kind of weird, right? If she had just passed away, you probably want to spend that first birthday following the pass away with your family, not with uh, some guy named Richard. Uh, and now here's what she's demanding. Kashante wants $10,000 as a result of this distress. Uh, and then it says here, during the pair's 10-minute virtual hearing with a judge named Herman. Oh, Herman. They still name people Herman. So cute. Uh, Jordan remained relatively quiet and calm, aside from speaking on how this case was a waste of the court's time. I agree with Jordan. Judge Herman seemed to agree with him as well and questioned whether Kashante was in the proper courtroom to handle this particular case. She argued that she was. She accused this guy Jordan of committing perjury as a result of a misleading statement that he put on a document that was filed with the court. Uh, Judge Herman, whose poor time has been wasted, uh, stopped Kashante, reminded her that perjury can only occur in a courtroom because it's committed under oath. She took offense to this. She screamed at him. He put a document that stated a lie. Bottom line, Judge, you said it was a criminal offense, so I will send it to circuit court. Are we done here? Are we done here? I know exactly what the perjury means. I know all about perjury. 
It says here the argument escalated from there. She screamed, don't insult my intelligence. Do not do that. Don't insult my intelligence as if I do not understand what the law is. It's a criminal offense. It's a criminal offense. What's a criminal offense, Kashante? I want to know. You not having fun? Like the world owes you a good time all the time? Is that what the criminal offense is? There's a lot of people out there pretty entitled. Uh, Unfortunately, we find ourselves dating them sometimes, and it's never a good time. But this uh, story leads to questions like, should you be able to sue somebody for a bad date? Uh, I'm saying just a bad date, not assault, obviously. I'm saying, you know, you didn't enjoy the time that you had. You didn't enjoy the food at the restaurant. I don't know. (laughs) There's so many reasons why dates don't go the way you hope that they go. People are weird, man. It's hard to get along. Do you think this is... A suable offense, though? Call the show, 646-450-2012. And share with me your bad date story. Why the hell not? The U.S. Army is banned from alcohol after scooter incidents in Germany. The U.S. Army Brigade in Germany has been confined to its base during the evenings and temporarily banned from consuming alcohol, a spokesperson for the Army said. This is after five troops were charged with driving scooters under the influence in Nuremberg over the July 4th holiday weekend. (laughs) Americans ripping it up in Germany, getting DUIs on scooters. Yeah, that sounds like appropriate American behavior. And imagine this happening in Germany. To be called an alcoholic in Germany, you really have to be out of control. This is, after all, a place where beer is God. And I'd imagine everybody in Germany is getting toasted on the weekends. Uh, it says here the soldiers, five of them, were together on the July 4th weekend when they were charged with being over the legal alcohol limit. Uh, this is according to someone named John, who's an Army spokesperson in Europe. The Army is investigating this incident, obviously. The entire 1st Armored Brigade combat team, which includes about 3,000 soldiers, was told they could no longer spend nights off the base. And alcohol has been banned until the entire unit is trained on obeying German driving laws regarding drinking and driving. The training is likely to be completed immediately because they want to get back to drinking over there. There's not a lot to do on your army base. You want to get out there, hit the pubs, hit on those German ladies. That's how they're doing it over there, right? Dance to that German, that German techno music in the underground clubs. Let's get a little bit more background information about this army unit that's over there tearing it up. Drinking and driving on the scooters in Germany. Uh, They are based at Fort Stewart in Georgia. They were deployed to Germany this winter as part of the U.S. military's initiative to reassure the U.S. allies in Eastern Europe in the face of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The troops have largely been working out of the Grafenvoir training area. Did I say that right? (laughs) Grafenvoir? I love it. They sent them over there to reassure the U.S. allies in Europe. Don't worry, we're sending our best guys over there. They're getting shit-faced at the pub and crashing scooters into people's homes. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Now, it says here, alcohol consumption by troops has been regarded as a very important issue across the military for many years. Out of concern, it can lead to misbehavior both on and off the base. Yes, of course, because not only are they bored out of their minds... They're young. These guys are the guys are like 20 years old, 22 years old. What do you think they're going to do? You know what I was doing at 20 years old <laughs> when I drank? Oh, yeah. And I want to take a moment to apologize to the city of Montreal for the the degradation that my friends and I caused back up there when we were 
between the ages of 18 and 21. It's a very unacceptable behavior by us. I'm sorry for the puke on your beautiful streets. I'm sorry for what I did in El Chaperé, the strip club. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry for the thing I did at the casino as well. Uh, please forgive me. I'm an American. I can't handle my booze at that age. You know, when you don't allow your citizens to drink until the age of 21, uh, you know, you create a perfect storm. Uh, when we finally do get to the pub, our first experiences drinking at a bar, um, we usually can't handle it. We usually go over the top. We have no idea, idea. We have no idea what our limit is. And uh, we're just trying to learn as we go. And unfortunately, sometimes we learn that in other countries where the drinking age is only 18. And uh, so I apologize. Yay! There is a global lost luggage crisis, and it's getting worse every day. When Jennifer Choi packed her and her family's bags, she feared for the worst. After hearing horror stories of checked airline luggage going permanently missing, she purchased some tracking devices for her suitcases to ensure she would not have to rely on a critically understaffed aviation industry facing what could be its worst meltdown in history. Well, lo and behold, all three of Jennifer's bags containing the possessions of her and her husband and their one-year-old child remained 10,000 kilometers away in Germany when they arrived in Cancun, Mexico last week. Jennifer was interviewed for this article. She said, Our bags have still not even been found and we will be without them for at least a week. I feel like it's a part of traveling these days. It's becoming so common. Many people here in Mexico on vacation, they're here without their bags. It's a mess. I've, I've, never, I've never seen anything like this. And if you're living under a rock, you may not know, but as passengers are returning to travel, the amount of luggage being lost by the airlines right now is surging. In April, almost six bags per 1,000 pieces of luggage checked in by passengers were at least temporarily lost by U.S. airlines. This marks a 67% rise on the same month of 2021, after almost 30,000 flights in, out, and within the U.S. were canceled this summer. The rate of baggage mishandled across the world is also on the rise, up 24% over last year, with 8.7 suitcases per 1,000 international passengers not arriving at their destination or on time. Claims for stranded luggage have jumped 30% on 2019 amid high rates of delayed arrivals. And certain airports are reportedly seeing a tenfold increase in the amount of luggage arriving on the wrong flights. Elsewhere, some global luggage shipping services are claiming to have seen demand almost triple month on month as travelers opt not to check their bags at all. Some are calling it the summer of lost luggage. This global mounting crisis shows no sign of letting up either. On Thursday, Emirates said the industry faced what they're calling Armageddon. Armageddon. I love that. That's a very creative phrase. They pointed the finger at an incompetent London Heathrow airport after it capped daily passenger numbers and urged airlines to stop selling flight tickets unfettered. You're wondering, well, what happens when you lose your luggage? What's going on? Well, some airlines have policies to only compensate spending on replacement clothes and shoes if travelers' luggage takes more than three weeks to return. That's great. So you go <laughs> three weeks, you have to wait before they'll give you anything. Meanwhile, you're naked on your vacation. Well, I don't know. If you go to one of those nude resorts, I guess it's okay. Uh, they do have helplines, but these automated helplines at the industry are providing very few answers for people who are missing their luggage, and would-be sightseers are left in Kafkaesque nightmares as holidays across the world are totally ruined because they don't have their belongings.
when bags do eventually turn up on the scene. In some cases, they are completely battered and bruised. And social media attention helps elicit some reimbursements from often otherwise unresponsive helplines. Other people say they have had their luggage returned to their home address, but only after days of nail-biting anxiety. One American tourist named Donna O'Connor, who traveled to Ireland on June 30th to spread the ashes of her late parents on a family farm, was separated from her bag containing them after a nine-hour delay. Here's a quote from her. I want them here. That's why I brought them with me. I want their ashes. That's why I brought them with me. Uh, now, unfortunately, the levels of luggage mishandled this year has broadly not yet exceeded pre-pandemic rates, according to the data. But travel agency executive Mark Casto from the Americas for Flight Center Travel Group expects the data through the summer to reflect an even worsening situation. Here's a quote from Mark. Well, a significant number of people will not be reunited with their luggage, unfortunately. Very likely more than at any time in our history. This industry faces more challenges than in any of my 25 years in the sector. Every segment of the travel industry is really struggling with labor shortages, from gate agents and baggage handlers to even flight attendants and airline pilots. There's a shortage of everybody. Well, this sounds like a disaster, and I haven't been on a plane since last year. Uh, and some of you may have been experiencing some of this while you're traveling this summer. I certainly hope that they get it together in time for the holiday traveling, because that's when I'll probably go back to visit my folks on the East Coast. Uh, but I'm not confident that they're going to get this uh, under control. Things, to, things seem to be getting worse and worse. Now, a solution to this would be to not bring a bag at all and then buy all your shit at the dollar store when you arrive at your destination. What do you guys think of that plan? I'm just trying to solve your problems here, guys. I'm trying to help. Weird AF News is about informing, entertaining, and above all, helping you. Helping you live your life, man. Hello there, and thank you for spending some time with me on the Weird AF News podcast. I appreciate you very much. Um, I got a nice email from Roman Bledsoe, who wrote me, Hey Jonesy, I've listened to you every day for a while now. I started listening when you first got started, around episode 10, and have not missed a single episode, but this is the first time I have written in. I figured since I was a redhead, I could chime in on your story about redheads going to the theater. So we always get asked... Is that your natural hair color? And it seems like an innocent question, but seriously, we hear it like a thousand times a week. I'm not even sure what they would expect to hear. Nine times out of ten, the conversation goes, Is that your natural hair color? Yes. Wow, it's so beautiful. Or, I love that color. Is that your natural hair color? No? Oh, okay, well, have a nice day. We here in the States get redheads. Perfectly acceptable in normal term. Soulless ginger, carrot top, Red-headed stepchild and my personal favorite, fire crotch, are not publicly acceptable in my opinion. The term bluey in the Australian ranga, short for orangutan, and uh, both highly offensive, referring to primitive savages. Bluey started in one of the world wars meant for primitive, sa primitive savages, but made its way to civilian life, even though it is rarely ever heard now. We can call each other gingers, but while not super offensive, you might sometimes get a side eye for saying this. It's basically the stigma of, quote, gingers don't have souls, and, quote, redheads are friends or family of Satan. 
And besides, everyone knows that you're only a ginger if you have freckles, as I am a very tan, white-slash-Mexican-slash-Asian-slash-Indian man. I do not have freckles and therefore am not a ginger. There's a place in Dublin, Ireland called the Redhead Festival. Apparently, it is a huge thing. I want to go someday. Thanks for reading, and good luck with your life, man. Roman from Texas. That's like a fabulous email. Uh, First of all, Roman gave me some big-time props. A, an OG fan of the show, been listening since episode 10. I mean, I commend you, sir. That's commitment right there. And my early episodes aren't so great, I have to admit. I, I, go, I, I cringe when I listen to them. Don't do it. Don't go back and listen, guys. It's just sad. Uh, it took me a while to find my voice, I guess. And uh, also, thank you, Roman, for educating us. You know, I asked in that story, at the end of that story, if any redheads would would chime in and educate me on the terms and if it was okay to, to say the word redhead even you know sometimes i'm i'm kind of like uh, a little reluctant to say such things out of fear fear of being canceled <laughs> but uh, roman seems to say that it's okay there's even a redhead festival which i want to say i've heard of this if not i've even maybe covered it on the show before have i not i would love to go there i'm not a redhead but i would love to go anyways it seems like a fun time uh, all the redheads I know, they love to they love to drink. They love to party. So I've always been all my redhead friends back in Boston, just Irish drunks, man. They're awesome. I love them. Uh, okay. Anyways, let's move on. I just want to say I'll keep it brief. Uh, today being the Thursday episode. Tomorrow is Friday, so we're gonna do Florida Friday. As you know, we do Friday episodes just from the weird news out of Florida this week. So if you want to send me Florida articles, my email is funnyjones at gmail dot com. Or you can submit them through the website, weirdafnews.com. Or you can just DM them uh, on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs with a Florida story. Send a link, please. Uh, it's at Funny Jones on Instagram. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday. Have a nice night.